Hey everyone, welcome to Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nara, and I've suffered from depression nearly my entire life. It sucks. This is a podcast that focuses on mental health broken down in a relatable way and told through personal experiences. P.S. I'm not a doctor, but each week my guests and I will cover everything from recognizing symptoms of anxiety and depression to providing accessible tips, tools, and resources that support mental wellness. So get your weekly prescription with me. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Ben Better, How About You? I'm your host, Katie Nera, and today we have Alyssa Musket and Victoria Bergeron joining us. They are the co-creators of SESH, a mental health app that is making mental health care more affordable and accessible. Hey guys, how are you? Hi, we're well, how are you? Good, good. So it's incredible what you guys have both, what you've built in under a year and also having to do it virtually, no less. Uh, you met through a mutual friend in regard to therapy because you both had the same idea. So I'm curious, was it love at first sight when you met? Because you only met once in person, right? Before the pandemic. Yeah. So yes, a mutual friend brought us together um, in March of 2020. So it was, you know, right before, you know, the world completely changed and um, I had founded Session 2019, um, so I had been working on this full time, and my mutual friend who met Alyssa had sort of had a conversation about what I was building, um, and also Alyssa's adjacent uh, passions and an idea. So when we met, it was yeah, I mean, it was like, we got along and we had that mutual friend who I think both of us really respect and, and admire. And so that was a wonderful foundation for, for a relationship, but it's not, we didn't, um, you know, we didn't just skip away in unison and like start working on this together. You know, we had a dynamic of an impending pandemic and then both of us were, you know, of course, in, in quarantine, like everyone else. Um, and continued to work work together remotely on this and then brought Alyssa on as a co-founder later, um, just a couple months later. Yeah, it was almost the opposite of skipping off into the sunset. It was more like <laughs> we met and a global pandemic hit. <laughs> and, yeah. so, and I won't be seeing you for a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I had other projects that I was working on as well. And then when the pandemic hit and obviously in-person group therapy sessions couldn't continue for SESH as it originally um, stood. I talked to Tori about moving the platform online and really helped to build that out. And so that's how we became co-founders was through that process. So originally mm -hmm. it was a group therapy idea for in-person. Is that right, Tori? Mm -hmm. That's you know working on. Yeah. And it, it was, it was more than an idea. I mean, we, it, we, I was having group therapy sessions. I was cold calling therapists and having uh small groups come together on oh wow different topics in New York City yeah and it was something where I was certainly building an understanding of what was useful in terms of in terms of a drop-in modality because so so much of of group sessions are are really structured and 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 the access piece is the piece that's missing. So it's, it's, it's something that is really only found in, in treatment centers or, 
really difficult to pay for and find insurance backed opportunities like that. And so it was really sort of testing out what a more drop in um, colloquial version of, of a group session might look like. So anyone could, it wasn't a, I don't even, you can drop in whenever you want. It's not, you have to come to this every week initially. Like before you moved it to the app, was it, was it just, you could drop in when you wanted to? Yeah. And it still is. Um, You as a member now can, can join whatever sessions strike your fancy um, that are available on our app. It's, it's self-selecting after an onboarding, uh, an onboarding process. So you have no, there's no requirement for you to go to the same group week over week. We often find that members try out a variety of different groups and, and often return to them, but it, there's no obligation. That's cool. I think that's such a welcoming and different way of structuring therapy because I've always found, I mean, I've only really done one-on-one therapy, but I know for like CBT and DBT and that kind of therapy, they really encourage group therapy. And it's so hard to do that right now with the pandemic. You know, now it's all online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything changed. And, and what really became clear was that, you know, people became more and more isolated as the pandemic went on. And and one thing that group support allows for really readily is it is that it combats isolation right off the bat just by way of being around others, um, albeit virtually, but these are others that are purposefully joining a group on a topic that speaks to them. And you're a part of that. Yeah, it really allows you to find that power of community. And so we have some members that join from you know geographically isolated areas. So it's not just pandemic related. These people wouldn't be able to access this higher quality of care and this um, potentially you know related community to an issue they're experiencing without this online access component. Um, so we run LGBTQ sessions and maybe you're in a rural area that doesn't have a vibrant LGBTQ community, but now you can join a group support session with other LGBTQ community members and a queer identifying therapist. So it's pretty powerful. That's, I would think that I must be doing very well. I mean, you don't have to tell me, but no, I mean, even just, I signed up for and I was just looking through, I was like, there's so many interesting therapists and all the topics are so specific, you know, in a way that you don't normally see. Normally it's just like OCD and like, that's it, you know? Mm that's, that's really cool. So growing up, did, did both of you do therapy or, um, or do you want to, I don't know if you want to talk about that or was that encouraged in your family or was this something you found later? I know that Tori, you've spoken publicly about, you know, your eating disorder and and how group therapy really changed your life. So I just Mm -hmm. would love to hear each of yours history. Yeah, I'll let Tori start on this one. Yeah, whatever you feel comfortable sharing. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, thanks for bringing that up. I think uh, everyone's experience with with therapy, especially growing up, is is very different. I didn't have a therapist as a child or as a teenager, but later in my life, I 
you know, I probably should have because later in my life, I ended up, I ended up um, in treatment for an eating disorder. Um, and this is something that, you know, it got so, it was impossible to manage on my own at that, at that point and needed a critical intervention. And group support was part of that critical intervention. And it's like, well, why is this, why is this only available here? Um, because this can be so, so useful in such an isolating and even secretive experience that, you know, like an eating disorder or like many, many other mental health struggles. And so um, my passion for, for mental health and, and access stems from my personal experience with inpatient treatment and how I, you know, was able to combat something that I wasn't be able to do alone by way of community, but therapist-led community. Mm -hmm. Do you think it, do you think you wouldn't have been as successful if it was one-on-one for that? Yeah, yeah, I had yeah, I had one-on-one therapy. I'd gone to one-on-one therapy prior briefly. Um, and it is still helpful. And there's something that's extremely comforting and credible about being surrounded by others who have a similar, you know, a similar situation. Or, or maybe diverse situations, but sort of under the same umbrella of general concerns. And, and there's something that is really allows you to reflect and understand and sort of become compassionate with, with others in their situations and allows you to be compassionate with yourself as well, which is something that I think is frankly takes a lot longer in in one-on-one therapy especially when so many things um are not put right in front of you when you're in a group there are many things that are quite literally placed right in front of you um and so I I think it's it's really it's it's not a replacement for one-on-one therapy but group support is certainly something that can be tremendously helpful for for a lot of folks so when you when you say placed right in front of you, can you give us an example of that? Of maybe something that you saw or you know heard and you learned or made you realize something? Because I know other people's stories are can be well, <laughs> no or go ahead, you know, can really show Yeah. Up. So so for example, kind of what you're saying, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, my journey here was a little bit more circuitous mental health luckily you know and pursuing positive mental health wasn't I was lucky it wasn't stigmatized within my family but it also wasn't something that my family talked openly about and it wasn't something that anybody had sought out so there wasn't there wasn't even conversation around the possibility of therapy or therapist or what taking care of your mental health looks like because it wasn't something that my parents had when they were growing up either um So I didn't start to learn about that until I was an adult myself and what that meant and seeing friends dealing with their own mental health struggles and then not being able to afford a therapist or, you know, going through all of those hoops with insurance and things like that. Um, 
And so that's why at SESH, we're really proud of what we're building because we're trying to create a tool that is accessible and affordable, but provides really high quality care. And so you can log on to our platform and you get immediate exposure to different styles of therapists, different therapeutic modalities, and everyone gets two weeks free. And then it's $60 a month for unlimited access. And there's nothing else like that right now that lets you explore those different ranges of what therapy can mean and what your mental health journey can be. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, $60, that's like unheard of. It's like better than like a yeah. gym membership. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's, I look, like it's, it's something that what's really interesting is a lot of competitors that I won't name in the space boast affordability and, but their version of affordability is $45, $50 a week. So that ends up stacking up to hundreds, hundreds of dollars a month, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, well, I've and never even heard of those other apps. So whatever. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and then so there's affordable, <laughs> but it's $45 a week. Yes. And then your average one-on-one therapist appointment um, is in, in cities, it's upwards of $150 an hour. And while SESH isn't providing one-on-one therapy, it can be a great supplement to that, or it can be a starting point to learning what you might want from a one-on-one therapist. So we've built this so that it can truly work in tandem with that and provide people who already have a one-on-one therapist with additional support that's affordable for them to do more maintenance throughout a month for their mental health and explore other topics and the power of group support. And also for people who really don't know what they want from a one-on-one therapist and need to explore what they need out of mental health support. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's really cool. I think also with I mean, it's sort of a catch 22 because for me, I feel like group therapy stuff, I feel more vulnerable, but in the same way you, there's power in numbers. So hearing other people's stories about something, I'm like, oh, they do that too. And then I feel better or you learn something or you think like, oh, they're not the only one, like, mm-hmm. you know, counting their towels, like obsessively or, <laughs> or whatever. I'm not the only one doing this. And so, um, And so I guess my, because I was able, I downloaded the app, but I haven't gone on it yet. And can you, can you like not have your camera on or how does it work? It's a great question. All of our, you know, like, can you have like a stuffed animal? that's like you, (laughs) you can absolutely have a stuffed animal with you. Um, All of our sessions require that you have your video enabled and that is so everyone can feel comfortable in the session. We, um, you know, we did some early tests and when you have one person in the session that doesn't have their camera enabled, it creates this feeling of like uncomfortableness um, in the whole group because people can't connect with you okay. the way that they're connecting with everyone else. And so all sessions are video enabled and they're 60 minutes in length. And the nice thing about group support is that you inevitably get a dynamic where some people like to share a lot, some people like to share less. But what happens as people start to share their stories, as you just correctly identified, is you begin to hear that you're not the only one dealing with this problem. And that's why you all came to this specific session. And so it does create this space where people then feel more comfortable opening up. And the facilitator is there to facilitate that and help people to feel comfortable in the space. 
And we have, you know, participant guidelines that we ask you respect one another in the space. Everything is confidential. We never record our sessions and um, you're supposed to just feel really comfortable. Right. Yeah. That's, that's interesting that that tests. I mean, I guess that makes sense that then you, you don't feel a supporter. It's like, why is that person in like a blackout screen or whatever? So, mm -hmm. but, okay, that's cool. So the, when I was looking on the app, the facilitator section, I thought was so awesome. Just again, seeing all the different, um, basically the various experts in different fields that you guys offer. Um, and just how specific each therapist or counselor's credentials are, like that there's a dance movement therapist and she helps you get sort of trauma out of your body and a fertility specialist. And then my favorite person was Robin and her dog Nugget. Like, I really want to hang out with her. I, I was like, <laughs> like, who is she? Robin's great. <laughs> I was like, who is this woman? Like her dog nugget, like I, and she helps people feel less alone. I was like, this woman looks awesome. So, I mean, but I've never gone on a, 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 a any sort of, I don't know, I think it's really unique. I've never gone on a website that's about mental health that kind of felt very uplifting. You know, like so many of them are very like the humdrum, like, oh my God, these people look, horrible I don't want to talk to any of them and I, I don't know it seems like how did you come about picking all the different um experts because there's so many you're right about that there are so so many wonderful therapists and yeah, like very unique yeah and and so really they we've been lucky because they've come to us um there aren't all that many opportunities to facilitate groups once you gain your licensure hours, become a therapist and open maybe a private practice or work for a clinic. And what SESH allows therapists to do is really to utilize our platform to hold safe spaces for people on topics that they're passionate about. So if they have a specific passion for a specific modality or you know, a, a certification that they, they wanna be able to utilize or a topic are part of a community that they wanna be able to hold space for. They're able to do that on our platform. And, and so that is, um, is something that is unique. Um, so it's, it's, it's really in many ways also a product for, for, for facilitators and, and therapists. And so we, we speak to the, the ones that have the great ideas and the ones that are really passionate about all of the, the things I mentioned and um, work with them and, and, and onboard them and um, you know, allow them to, to, to really be the lifeblood of, of the platform in, in many ways. And a lot of you know, the, the group topics that make it onto our platform on our calendar are stem from you know, those passions that they, they have. Um, and so it's really wonderful to be able to work with, with all of these, these people that have such, such amazing intentions. <laughs> yeah, something I wanna acknowledge off of what Tori just said is that therapists are people who pursue this career because they are driven to help people. They're not trying to get famous. They're not, you know, in oh, it for the money. Now here are, but yeah, but. 
Yeah. There was not like, but yes, sorry, go on. I didn't want to. But for the most part, you have people who are really focused on just helping people in general. And you have therapists that do sliding scale payments because our healthcare system doesn't prioritize mental health care. So now the therapists are forced to compromise on their rates because our healthcare system isn't doing it their job. And then you have some of these other, you know, mental health tech startups that are coming along and capitalizing on therapist passion for their patients and for for people in general and so they're paying therapists well below a reasonable wage for what they're doing and expecting that to be fine at sesh we prioritize our therapists because by prioritizing them that is going to ensure that our membership is getting high quality credible care because the therapists want to work with us so we make sure that we're providing a fair payment to the therapist and also still able to provide an affordable price to our members and what that does is it creates a system where we have therapists applying to work with sesh all the time which is great because then we get to work with people who can lead a diverse array of sessions for our membership. So, so you are paying the therapists or can you? Yes. Oh, course. okay. I, well, <laughs> I, I, I'm not, if I, that was a question where I thought, I, I don't I mean, therapists are so expensive. I was like, I would think they're paying them, but maybe people are donating their time. I don't know. But what you just- Right, and that's that's become an expectation for therapists is that they're going to donate their time and they're going to do it for less. But really, if you think about it, they're being asked to do that because our healthcare system is broken and not providing that service. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I my insurance doesn't cover my um, psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, oh. like saved my life. I couldn't, I couldn't not see him, but there's so many- it's like a whole other show to talk about and how it doesn't cover anything. But that's why what you guys are doing is so important because it's, we're so long, like far away from fixing that. So it's great that you've come up with a solution that, and that you're able to bring these experts really worldwide, right? So do you have, do you have people from all over the planet or is there are certain cities that are more app users? Like I'm just- we are focused, yeah, we are focused on, you know, our national kind of membership right now within the U.S., but um, there is, you can access the app outside of the U.S. You can. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, you can. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can. And we have members that do so. Um, we're, we are focusing on domestic expansion right now. Um, but we, what's, what's cool is, is, you know, that even for, for within the US or within North America or whatever, members find an additional unifying component of showing up and having people from different parts of, of the US or different parts of the world in their groups. Because on what, you know, it, it's, it's on one topic and it's like, oh, well, this is something that is universal, um, this, this, this thing that I'm going through. So that we've received feedback is an additional unifying component of, of the groups that we offer. Right. That's really cool. And you guys have only been really, it's incredible that you met in March, 2020, we're here March, 2021. And didn't you just launch like not that many months ago? 
So as, as Tori said, she had done the in-person group therapy thing um, since 2019. And then we met March, 2020. Yeah. We had a web pilot program live by mid March, you know, when we realized this pandemic was here to stay. Yeah. And then we launched our mobile app in September of 2020. Yes. And so <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, yeah, we did over a thousand sessions in 2020, and now we have over a hundred sessions each month on the mobile app. Wow. And in the research that you guys did and sort of the focus groups, what did you find was the most universal that people were struggling with? Was there like a top three? I would, I'm just curious. Well, I mean, I think we can all guess what the top concern was at the time because the pandemic had just hit. So there was a lot of anxiety about that and then isolation and that kind of thing. Um, I think, Tori, I mean, more generally, we do see themes around anxiety, depression, and identity. Um, so people looking for community. Okay. And do you guys regularly use the app yourselves? We yes, do. Actually, I Maybe you're busy. No, I mean, I, I, I definitely drop into sessions every, every once in a while when there's one that resonates with something that I'm going through. Um, and, and some of them have titles and topics that are not, that are more uplifting, kind of like you mentioned before. Um, it's not, you know, dealing with tragedy and grief per se. There are ones where, yeah, you're, you're taking a, a, a morning art therapy session um, and um, for anxiety or, you know, you're discussing what it might, what it's like to be entering a certain phase of life, like your early thirties, you know? And so there, that, that's what makes it really available um, to, to a lot of different people. Um, and what I find useful too, is the fact that it's, it's something that there are times throughout the day that might work better for people that might work better for me sometimes. And so it's not all that tricky to find a, you know, a topic that resonates with, with the time that I'm available. Um, and so when that happens, I, I definitely join and I'm, you know, I'm biased, but I really have never left a group not feeling better than I did when I joined. And there's 14 people in a group. Is that right? Correct. Yep. That can be the, anywhere from two, two to 14 people for a group support session to run. Okay. So it can't just be one person. No. So what happens? Is someone like, yeah, you guys like <laughs> well, luckily, <laughs> luckily we don't run into that too often, but we do have protocol for our facilitators if there happens to be a late cancel and it is just one person that arrives in the group, um, it's never that you show up and no one's there for you. It's just that the facilitator cannot run the session because then it becomes one-on-one -on -one therapy, which is subject to state licensure issues. And so we're legally not able to do it. Okay, got it. Okay. I think I need to do the like unpacking perfectionism one. Oh, you should Yeah, we would love for you to try it. today. Is it? I like leave the interview. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, that was. No, it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow. It's tomorrow? Okay. Mm -hmm. No, but that's, um, 
I don't know. I just think whoever designed all the visuals and I, it, it's very inviting. And I think you immediately feel like, oh, that's me. That's me. You know, where a lot of when you go on a website or a therapist, you just are like, I don't want to talk to any of these people. Or yeah. <laughs> like, I just don't want to do it. Well, I appreciate you saying that because, you know, that's something that's been at the forefront of our focus as we've built this is to try and make a space where people can see themselves and maybe haven't been able to before. Yeah. So when you guys um, were raising money for this, Mm -hmm. it seems like you did it very quickly and virtually and where people, I think what's cool is that everyone's realizing mental health is really needed. I mean, did you find it? kind of easy from what, from, I mean, from what I read, I'm like, wow, they did this so seamlessly or was just meant to be, or were some people, um, I don't know. I don't know how much you can talk about that, but it, it's really cool that you did this thanks. and virtually. Well, I think, yeah, I think the fact that um, stigma has decreased a little bit over the past, you know, year, year and a half when specifically talking about uh, mental health and the need of mental health resources. It may have looked easy, but you know we we definitely we definitely worked at it, um, and and we're lucky to find partners early on that had like the same sort of mission based ideals that we that we do, um, and that's why I think we felt so comfortable moving forward as quickly as, as we were able to, um, you know, it's really the access piece is really important to us. The, the price point and sort of is really important to us and, and just providing community support is, is hugely important. And so when we found partners that were interested in helping us deliver this to, uh, a much larger audience, you know, we, they were, and they were as excited as, as we were about the impact that we wanted to have. Um, you know, we felt comfortable um, moving forward. That's cool. It's also cool that it was mostly women VCs because you don't see that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that not. is true. That's <laughs> interesting. It is interesting. Like we, we never, we didn't go out to or were approached necessarily by VC funds that were only investing in, in women, like female led companies, mm-hmm. but we were often put in front of the female partner who was leading the mental health initiative internally. And I don't, and I think I, I don't, I don't have the answer to why that is, <laughs> um, but it ended up that we spoke to a disproportionate amount of women and we're not upset about that. So when are is there something on the app or do you guys encourage like if people become friends within the group are you able to exchange information or is that like frowned upon well today it's not part of the experience but we do hope to in a future update build out a community feature for members to have you know safe levels of interaction Um, but as you can imagine that that is a whole other privacy component. So it's something that's not live on the app today, but is a feature we're working on. Is it like a on. dating app? 
you know? <laughs> Maybe down the line, that's yeah, something that can spin off, but no, yeah. that is not, that is not something we're focused on. Yeah, I'm sure, Online group support. I'm sure there's a lot of um, legalities involved in that. So um, I, as I'm sure many of, I mean, we all come across people that have never been to therapy, right? Or that don't believe in therapy or are hesitant. And as you both know more than, your average person of how many people are suffering mentally, you know, right now since the pandemic, what would you say to someone who's hesitant about downloading your app or hesitant about trying therapy? Like, is there a, is there a democratic way to even encourage someone to try therapy? I mean, I would, I always say it's never been easier. If you've ever been curious, you have a phone in your hand. Our app it has two weeks free and you get access to hundreds of sessions a month and a really diverse group of therapists. There's nothing else that allows you to explore what your mental health journey could look like. The other thing is if you've ever thought that maybe you were interested in exploring this, the time is now. You don't want to do it when you're in crisis. You just like you have other things that you do like eat healthy, work out, you know, brush your teeth daily, even like you should be taking care of your mind. It's a piece of your body. It's a very large part of your life. Like we should be doing more to care for it. That is so mm -hmm. funny that, that I, I don't have it now on my like creative bulletin board, but when Allie and I were creating the podcast, we had a quote from Carrie Washington where she said, I go to the dentist I go to the doctor for my, you know, physical, why would I not want to go to a doctor for my mind? You know, how mm -hmm. people, you don't want to wait to go to the dentist till your teeth are rotting. You know, you want <laughs> to go to the dentist regularly, but people yeah, just don't totally. think of it that way. So. Yeah. And it's something that for, for a lot of health things in the health category, I think young people are sheltered from in a lot of the times from some of the sort of ailments of getting older, but over 70 million Americans suffer from mental illness and that's spread across all ethnic, socioeconomic and age ranges. You know, mental health is not something that you, you need to start focusing on later in your life. You know, there's not really chronology like there is, you know, getting a knee replacement or something like that. You know, so I think, it's absolutely something that should be focused on earlier um, than it than it is, and that's why we're we're excited to um, continue to reach people that are in you know all of these age ranges and and demographics because folks you know need easier access to to support. It's pretty simple, right? Do you feel? I know you're both big Oprah fans. I feel like who isn't? But I'm totally going to misquote her, but somebody once asked her, you know, how do you find happiness? And she said, when you're living your truth is when you're really happy, when you're being the truest version of yourself, which sounds sort of like, well, duh, but it, it is very hard. And I know when I started the podcast, I started to feel more of service and valuable of something that I've dealt with my whole life and, and dealt with a, a lot of the time privately so, and, and had a lot of shame around it. And it just, and so it's, it's been really cool to really put it out there. Scary also, but it's, it feels good. And do you guys feel like since embarking on this, do you feel 
like you're living a truer part of your life? Yeah, I mean, it surprises no one that Oprah has many sayings that get to the core of kind of like human condition and, um, and that's why she resonates with so many people. But you're seeing that big, that shift in a big way as Gen Z starts to enter the workforce as well. Social impact is like a huge focus overall. And I love that shift because we should be talking about the things that matter. And if people cannot access support, that's a huge problem. So yes, it, it does feel fulfilling to work on that. Yeah. And it's, it's true that if, because just the way the healthcare system is so many people can't, I mean, most people can't afford a good therapist or they can't, like you said, even if they were down the street, they can't get there for whatever reason. They may, have a, may not have a car, they may not have X, Y, Z. And so it's, it's great mm -hmm. that with everything online and with now this app that you can get quality therapy because there's a lot of bad totally. advice totally. out there. Yeah, I agree. And, and with, you mentioned sort of the broken healthcare system and I like to mention and remind that the basis of the healthcare system in this country is quite literally based on having a diagnosis so that you can bill it to your insurance company. And when there are so many people suffering from general anxiety disorders and just, you know, fear of X, Y, and Z as it's a bit of a traumatic time and going to continue to be, um, you shouldn't have to have something like that to be able to bill care to your insurance company to be able to warrant getting help. Uh, and so that's why I think group support is so important and transformational because a much larger number of individuals can get access without having to go through really, really difficult hurdles um, of access. No, it's, it's true. I mean, I talk about this as one of my producers where if someone has a broken leg, you know, you can see it on an x-ray, but you can't look in someone's mind and be like, oh, they are, you know, clinically depressed. It's just, it's, it's, or it's sometimes hard to di diagnose or people are misdiagnosed. So it is, it's really, it's really cool what you guys are doing. So we've come to the five questions. We've been ready. Well, except that we're not. <laughs> we're familiar with the five questions, but we were discussing them earlier and I, I think we're just gonna have to see where we go in the moment here. Yeah, it's better, mm -hmm. the five questions, it's better like you don't, I wouldn't overthink them, you know, or try not to. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know, I don't know, wait, what sign are each of you? And then I'll know if you're overthinkers. Well, this is the crazy thing. We're both Aquarius and our birthdays are like two days apart. I'm an Aquarius too. Oh, wow. Oh, really? <laughs> What's your birthday? February 13th. Oh, okay. So you're late Aquarius kind of. Yeah. What is your guys' birthdays? I'm the 21st of January. 24th of January. <gasps> Aquarians. Okay. Need a bar drum. That is definitely. Funny. That's so funny. Okay, well, what do you do for a mental break? Besides, don't say go on the app, come on. No, 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 uh, I get outside. Um, I think there's a lot of time and place for things like the app and whatever, but I wasn't gonna say that because, you know, it's still, we, it's still important to, 
get outside and take a breath of fresh air, kind of like switch up your surroundings, um, especially now that we're spending so much time inside. I also get outside. And uh, another thing that I do is try to spend time with animals, like just having <laughs> a couple minutes with out my phone and, you know, just like playing with my cat or something is actually a great mental break for me. No, it's true. They've even found like when you pet an animal, it's a dopamine release. Like I, I went horseback riding today. I would love to live with animals and not humans. So I cannot <laughs> agree more. That it's, that's great. It's great to be around animals. Question two, when is the last time you cried? This is the one I was nervous about. Why? <laughs> no, because I mean, I think that. <laughs> Why? By the way, I cried watching your guys youtube of like how to do your app so like oh that's so sweet like, I was like, but, oh, but whatever and then all of a sudden i was like, <laughs> like, <it> was like <laughs> so. um that's really sweet thank you for sharing that and i think the reason it made me nervous is because i feel like i cry so much more now than i ever did and i think it's more just because i'm more comfortable with myself mm. and with expressing my emotions but also this is something Tori and I talk about a lot is that there is definitely this overwhelming sort of grief or just emotional exhaustion that's coming out after the last year. You know, people have been dealing with a lot For sure. and whether you're having, you know, a good year in terms of personal things going on, you still have this global pandemic that's happening around you. And without a doubt, you have friends and family members and yourself that are affected in so many nuanced ways. And so I think that there's, there's a lot to be said there for what everybody's carrying right now. Yeah, there's a heaviness, but you still didn't- Tori, do you have anything to add? I didn't talk about the last time <laughs> no. you cried. I oh, it was like I, last week. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, mine was last week as well. And, you know, the, it, it had to do with quite literally like my, <laughs> the microwave in our home was, was, was not working. And I was having a really, you know, tough moment of for whatever else was going on. And I was just really upset about that. I don't know if I actually cried about this microwave, but what I can tell you is that this sort of shows there's a collective emotional breaking point in the world that I am not immune to. And, you know, I also find that sort of expressing, expressing emotions is, is pretty normal. Um, when something is, is bothersome or upsetting, you know, I have always sort of found that, that I'm, I'm definitely going to express that. And that makes me feel better. So, you know, not, not a tragedy in, in, in any sense of the word, but, um, there's just difficult moments throughout the day that can trigger us and, and I'm sure that there's a deeper reason there that I should probably dive into but <laughs> that's mine that, that's okay you know but some people don't cry I mean and maybe because we're all Aquarians but I I mean I grew up in a house where everyone was like screaming and crying and we were very everyone was very vocal about everything almost like the, even the dog like everyone but yeah that's good you maybe just wanted to heat something up and it wasn't working. <laughs> like, you know, that's no, annoying. I, I mean, it was, it was just an annoying thing. And that, I mean, really had nothing to do with the microwave at all, but it's a <laughs> difficult moment of frustration. 
That happens. Okay, what are you currently reading? I actually just finished a book and it was amazing. It's called All Boys Aren't Blue by George M. Johnson. And it's about his experience growing up queer and black. Um, I feel like my mom is reading that or someone else just said, is it new, like a recent book that just came out or is it older? I believe it came out last year, maybe the year before. It's pretty new, um, but I believe it also just got optioned for a show. I could be wrong. Uh, my mom's always reading like, some book that's been out in the last year or two. So that was, <laughs> you recommend it. I highly recommend it. Okay. And he's also an amazing person to follow, you know, on social media, um, very active, vocal, um, really interesting. Yeah, I'm reading a book called Detransition Baby um, by Tori Peters. And it is a novel about trans women and their relationships as they navigate breakups and love and having children and it's actually very 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 funny uh as you know as as deep as it is um I I really really recommend it I think it's brilliant you guys have given the most like um scholarly answers to what you're reading it's impressive some people are like, I'm not reading anything. I'm reading a magazine. So, you know, I, I try to read, you know, at least one book a month, even as busy as we are. Um, and I really focus on, well, lately I've been reading books about different experiences because we are serving such different populations that I want to be mindful of things I don't know. And of course, I'll never fully understand, but I, I do want to try and expand my worldview in that way so that we're keeping some of those things in mind. Um, mm -hmm. Also, been my, my reading list has skewed a lot more towards therapy-focused books as well. So I've read Group. I've read, um, you know, Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I have to show you this book. You're going to laugh that I just, I was reading a lot in the beginning of the pandemic. And then I just got this book. I don't know if you guys know this guy. He just agreed to be on the podcast, but it's just very me. It's called Unwinding Anxiety. I just had someone recommend that to me. Have you started it yet? I, it li I literally just got it yesterday, but. Well, let me know what you think. And if I should pick it up. <laughs> I'll let you know what I think. And also he has an app. It's different than, don't worry, Tori's like, the app? Does, he has an app, it's not a, it's not therapy, it's, it's all about, it's for people that really suffer with anxiety. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. I mean, it's like he's reading my mind, like the intro of the app, he was like, if you're thinking blah, 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 I don't need to hear this shit, just press skip. Like it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's interesting. So we'll see. I'll check it out. Um, yeah, I thought group was really interesting too, because, you know, I don't know if you've read that, but the author had a really meaningful group therapy experience. So we do group support on SASH, but she did this closed group therapy experience. And at the end, towards the end of the book, she acknowledges that you know, she was a lawyer. She paid her therapist enough for him to basically fund a small yacht and not everybody can do that. And so she's very clear in the power of group support and that there's not any way to access that, at least at the point where she was writing this outside of 
like very expensive methods. And so her experience is a little bit more unorthodox in terms of exactly what they were doing in the group, but you know, the power of group support remains. And so that's what we're trying to bring to people in a more affordable way. No, therapy is so expensive. It, mm -hmm. It's, so expensive. it's, um, it's like astronomically, I mean, I can afford it and I still struggle. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, Oh, say it's like, <laughs> like to spend that money on yourself each month. It's it painful. Feels it's painful yeah, for yeah. everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I yell at my therapist. I'm like, how much fucking money you are. You should know what meds I'm on. Like he always wants me to remind him of the milligrams. Like, Hello. <laughs> like what? Like, it's, yeah, it is painful. It is. But yeah, I'll let you know how that is. But it was just funny because the app is, I, I'm not a big, like I try not to be on my phone when I don't have to be. And so mm -hmm. even with this app, I was like, oh, I don't want to download this app. This is going to be annoying. You know, and I'm like, oh my God, I really need this app. And then I couldn't sign in. I'm like, this isn't helping my anxiety. Your guys' app is much easier, <laughs> but it was, it's just funny. Uh -huh. We had, we um, tried to make sure our sign-in process was very easy while still being um, cognizant of the fact that we are providing a mental health service. So we do need you to fill out a basic intake form just to give us a level set of where you're at and to make sure that this is going to be something that can provide support for you in the way that you need. Right. Is there, is there a time where you're like, oh, this isn't for you? Or, or we will never, we'll never say to someone who signs up on the app, like this isn't for you. What we will do is if there are certain, there's certain your copy, I'm like, this app isn't, <laughs> no, but if, you know, group support is for someone who is not in crisis. So if you're in crisis, you need to dial a local emergency number. You need to contact one of the crisis hotlines like crisis text line or the national suicide prevention lifeline like there are there are there are organizations that are focused on people in crisis yeah we are there for you point. throughout throughout your throughout the week throughout your month throughout your year that's us you can turn to us when you need extra support when you need someone to talk to when you need community if you are in active crisis there are other organizations that are focused specifically on that it's very clear though on your website, all those, the crisis centers and hotlines that you list, mm -hmm. which I think yes. is important because, you know, that's, that's actually a really good point. It's not, group therapy is not for someone in crisis, but. And you need, you just need to be upfront about that when um, you're working in the mental health space. And I think some people are not, <laughs> and that that's very risky, you know, they may not have run into an issue at this point, but I, it's not something we would do. We're very focused on providing high quality, incredible care. Right. What, and on that note, what is the best and worst advice you've been given? <laughs> Sometimes the worst advice can be like the best advice. Like, you know, someone- Yeah, because you flip it around. Yeah, like they're like, oh, you'll never be able to do this. And you're like, fuck you, I'm going to go do this app or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, or can be mm -hmm. something totally different. I think for me, the best advice, which honestly is perceived as the worst advice when you receive it and you're not in the correct headspace, mm -hmm. but it's the best advice is follow your passion. And the worst advice it, that I've ever received is just to calm down. <laughs> uh, oh, that is, is the worst <laughs> advice. That's the worst yeah. advice. 
Yeah, I don't like hearing that either. And I think um, just the, not necessarily the best advice I've ever gotten, but something that I hold to heart is that, you know, high tide rises all ships, um, raises all ships. I can't, I can never say that correctly. I'm probably messing that up still. But basically it's something that I've always focused on because even when you're starting your career, you want people around you that believe that they hired you to do a job and do it well and they trust you to execute that job and then when you're building a team as we are now you want to hire people that are smarter than you that know what they're doing that can help you build something that can impact the world in a positive way and so we're that's all that's all to say if anybody's listening we're hiring so and we're always <laughs> we're always open to you know outreach um if you think there's a reason why you should work at sesh then please let us know <laughs> that's how many people do you guys have working for you right now or is it just we're still a small team but um pretty we're yeah we're growing and it's an exciting time well i would think that you would need a lot of people to have, I don't know, that sounds very stressful running. <laughs> I would be on the anxiety app like 24 seven. Well, it's like we were talking about earlier. It's um, very fulfilling too. Yeah. And how did you um, end up with the name? Was this, cause- That was all Tori. Cause Tori, you were saying it was Sesh 2019. So that was the, the original thing you were- Yeah, I was, named. I, yeah, the name was Sesh in 2019. Uh, this name is still sesh. Um, it's because it's really a session, you know, it's, I don't know. I just, it's, yeah, um, I think it's great. Yeah. It's easy to say and easy to understand, but also, you know, is sort of catchy and I liked it. So it's, it started as sesh in 2019 and it continues, it continues to be. I even love that your guys' Instagram is sesh yourself. Well, yeah, you know, not everything you. has to be so serious. <laughs> oh, that's what I mean. I think it's funny. So you, okay. So you had come up with that before. Okay. And then on the Instagram, what Instagram account do you find uplifting? Because Instagram, again, that's a whole other episode can really be detrimental to one's mental health. And so anyone that comes on the show, I'm just curious, what, what do an accounts do they find? They actually feel good this is looking a at, you know? If any, yeah, this is this is a super easy question for me to answer because honestly, we should have had her like join with us, or you should talk to her separately. But our designer is um, named Stravia Atteluri, and she's based in Hong Kong, and she is incredible. We started working with her last year, right when we were starting out, and um, she's she sort of grown and everything. Oh yeah, and yeah. she has her own Instagram account where she only does mental health art and that's how we ended up connecting with her in the first place. But over the last year, as she's been working with us, she's also been tapped by Instagram to work with them on a mental health campaign. Crisis Textline hired her for illustrations and featured her as an artist. She's really incredible. Very, she's an activist, very vocal. Um, by all means, I encourage everybody to check out her work. That's awesome. And how did you guys find her? Like through Instagram or she, yeah, she was doing mental health art and she liked what we were doing. We liked what she was doing. And so we started working with her initially on a smaller basis, but now she's, you know, our lead designer. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Okay. And that's, okay. um, S R A V Y A. 
Okay. We'll put it on the website. I won't remember. What did you say? Oh, I, I will put it on our website. Like we have on our yeah. website, <laughs> but I, I won't remember what you said. I'll be looking up like Hong Kong mental health. And I hope you probably find her. Up, she's, yeah. I probably, um, yeah. One of the best trips of my life was when I went to Japan, like in 2019. It's crazy to think how no one's been traveling, but, oh, but, that's, but that's my answer. She's awesome. That's cool. And what about you, Tori? Is that another account? Are you? I mean, I love her work, um, but uplifting, you know, just if I want to. Or funny. Smile, I mean, I'll, yeah, or just something that. At, yeah, I like, I like alpacas, alpacas of Instagram. Oh, are those like the baby alpacas? They're babies, they're adults. There are mothers and babies. It's a whole you know, you never know what you're going to get. And I, I find it something that's just one of the purest outlets of content I've found. <laughs> so yeah, I like it. I have, I, it, it's kind of dangerous for me to go on animal account. Cause I feel like I'll never get, go off of them. I follow like cats of Instagram. I'm like allergic to cats, but I just like want to laugh and so same I'm right there with you Katie it's like it's just silly I I was actually allergic to and I got yeah and I got one and I acclimated so I was so I wanted this this kitten so badly that I just said you know what I'm going to trust myself that this is like I, I will become immune to this animal's dander like this can this will not be the thing that kills me and it didn't. And now I'm, I don't itch, itch. I don't sneeze. And it's the best thing I ever did. That's what someone told me. They were like, oh, you can, you know, I mean, I, we grew up with cats, but now I can't. And of course they always want to be around me, you know, because cats love when you're like, get away. And then they're like on my head, but people say you can acclimate to it and not have an allergy. That's good to know. Yeah. I'm not an allergist and this is not based on science or research it's based on my personal experience but um yeah yes no one's a doctor on this podcast but that's okay lots of personal experience thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode and shouts out to Alyssa and Victoria for joining me we are so thrilled to have you uh where can our listeners find you so we're online at at Sesh Yourself on Instagram. So that's S-E-S-H, yourself. And you can also head to our website to download our app. So that's seshtherapy.com or seshyourself.com, either work. And that's available on iOS and on Android. So it's in the app store under Sesh. Okay, people can get to know Nugget maybe that way. Yeah, <laughs> yep. That's how you can get to know Nugget. Um, and every, just to reiterate, everyone gets two weeks free and that's unlimited access to all the sessions for a full two weeks. Well, that's all folks. Be sure to subscribe to Ben Better HBU and we can be found on Apple and Spotify and tune in next time. Thank you for tuning in to Ben Better. How about you? To learn more, please visit benbetterhbu.com and check out our Instagram, bbhbu. Slide into our DMs with your questions and or comments. Also, be sure to subscribe for your weekly prescription. This pharmacy is open 24-7.